Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of MSW Media and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Christopher Boozy of Spoutable and Bot Sentinel. We're going to be talking about some really awesome upcoming event that I'm going to be hosting on Spoutable. So be sure to listen for that. It's going to be the first thing we talk about. We're also going to talk about all the stuff that's going on today. So before we get into it. The Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get a bonus What's Up episode every Tuesday. It's kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and I talk about whatever's on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Now please enjoy my conversation with Christopher Boozy. Welcome back to the show, Christopher. Oh, thanks for having me back, uh, Kimberly. Um, I love always being here (laughs) with you, and uh, I can't wait to get started. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about um, your town hall coming up. But first, I want to bring up, I guess there was a breach at Spoutable, and it's not, this is nothing new. There have been breaches in all of the other websites out there that we're all on. So I just want you, because, you know, some some of the reactions from people are ridiculous. And so I just want you to address this breach. And FYI, I'm on Spoutable. I changed my password. All good. Okay, so go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, really quickly, um, you know, we were notified earlier in the week uh, of a breach by a gentleman named Troy Hunt. Uh, he uh, emailed us around 12.31-ish a.m., uh, responded to him uh, to something. I don't, I don't know, remember the exact time, to something, asked, you know, what was going on, you know, what exactly is the breach, got some information. Uh, by four, four something, we had already patched it. Um, wow. By 9.45, we sent an email out to our users notifying them mm-hmm. about the breach and by 1ish p.m. eastern standard time had a pod about it to go over what you know what happened took some questions and addressed everything that happened mm-hmm. um we didn't take you know months right or in some cases years we didn't take weeks we didn't take days it took us hours mm-hmm. uh to address this and our users heard it from us um so I know. Look, I totally get that there are folks that were upset. Anytime there's the breach, you know, people get upset because they have to change passwords. Yeah. They want to know exactly what's the extent of it. So users, you know, our users have every right to be upset. And but for the most part, the majority of our users were understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was shocking, and I have to say, really appalling, was the reaction on other platforms where, where folks were pretty much celebrating the fact that we had a breach mm-hmm. and I was dumbfounded by that. Yeah. Um, you know, what we're doing over at Spotable is just trying to provide a safe space for marginalized communities yeah. and to give them the opportunity to be themselves without you know, being worried about being targeted, worried about, you know, the stuff that the toxicity that we see on other platforms. You know, we have a, a significant LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of trans folks on our platform who share ideas and what's, what they're going through and all types of stuff. And they're doing this in an environment where they feel safe. Yeah. So I don't understand why 
and, and, and I have to be blunt, I'm always blunt on your show, <laughs> folks on the left mm-hmm. celebrating the fact yeah. that the platform, you know, had a breach. And you know, when did it become cool to celebrate, you know, a cyber secure, yeah. you know, a cybersecurity event like this, you know, to 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 um, you know celebrate a cyber crime? When, you know, when did that become cool? Yeah. Um, so you know, these are the same folks that sit there and, and say that you know let's mm-hmm. celebrate black women because they're saving democracy. Yeah. And that oh uh, you know we have to celebrate you know those are the folks that are on our platform. You know, these are the individuals, the marginalized voices that are on our platform. So when you're laughing about, you know, us being attacked, you're also laughing at the fact that these people had their data stolen Mm -hmm. by a criminal, Mm -hmm. period. What is funny about that? You know, it's it's almost like laughing about a a black church being burned or a gay club being shot up. You know, it's it's the same premise because we're trying to find a safe space for people to be themselves. Mm-hmm. The same way in black churches, they had to get their own churches because they were not welcomed in other churches. And the same thing with the gay community creating their own, um, you know, clubs and things like that because they were not welcome yeah. in other places. So, but really quickly, um, before we move on to the other stuff, but what really... Is, is interesting about this is, you know, there were folks that were, you know, you better get off a spotable because your information is at risk. And they're doing this while they're on Twitter. <laughs> know, I'm laughing know. because it's like, are you, excuse my language, are you fucking kidding me yeah, right now? Exactly. Twitter has, from off the top of my head, has had no less than 12 security breaches. And we're talking about major security breaches. Mm-hmm. Twitter had so many security breaches that they literally had to hire a hacker, a world-famous hacker named uh, Mudge, if I'm not mistaken, to come in to try to help them secure their systems because they were being hacked so much. I mean, we're talking about millions and millions of records over the years being, you know, leaked and exposed. I mean, there was even one incident, we were talking about this before the show, where 330 million passwords were exposed. Not... Encrypted passwords, unencrypted passwords. Now, Twitter claims that they don't, they, they, you know, they don't think that those those passwords were ever seen by anyone, and yada yada yada. But who 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 knows, right? And then when Elon took over, there was some sorry for laughing because it's it's ridiculous that people are telling people, you know, not to use Spotable. We're just in 2023. Uh, over 200 million Twitter users' information went public. 200 million. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I just don't – hold on one second here. I was getting a call. I thought I had turned that off. So I just don't understand uh, how folks can sit on Twitter and tell people not to use Spoutable when Twitter's consistently been – been uh you know hacked and had breaches and just lastly um and and then let's just move on at spotable we don't sell data and it's we're so firm about this that it is in our policies and things like that so if we're ever caught selling data we could be sued by our users because that is how you know much we're against that yeah Uh, 
that's not seen anywhere else. That's not seen on Twitter, or excuse me, X. I just always call it Twitter. That's not <laughs> definitely not seen on any meta product. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they tell you upfront that we're selling your data. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while these people are on these platforms just saying this stuff, not only their data is being hacked, it's also being sold mm-hmm. to the highest bidder. All of their stuff, their phone numbers, where they've been, what they're doing, what they're talking about, their DMs, all that stuff is being sold. So I just thought it was just really interesting that these folks were doing this. And I just couldn't understand, well, is it me? You know, do you hate me for whatever the reason is? Okay, you may hate me. You may dislike me. Don't like the fact of of what I'm doing. But why celebrate people's data being stolen? And, you know, if if, if it's not about me and if it's just the concept of Spoutable itself trying to provide this platform for folks to be themselves, then the next question is, then, you know, how are you any different than MAGA? Yeah. You know, how is it any different than the folks that, you know, that that follow Trump and do all this crazy stuff? How is that any different? Because, like I said, at the end of the day, once again, this is a platform for marginalized voices. So, you know, we 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 are moving forward. This was a, a bump in the road. Um, you know, we've put new security measures in place. Um, so much so that some of our users were having difficulty getting on because we have increased security and we will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. It's it's it was a terrible mistake on our part. Um, but we're trying to make it right for our users. So Well, and I no, just I, I just want to yeah. throw in that, you know, I mean, as somebody who is on all the sites all the fucking social media pages. I, I absolutely do not expect that everything is just going to run hunky-dory. I, I understand the data is being viewed, sold. Uh, there's going to be breaches. Like, as you said, there have been breaches. I, I just kind of factor that into my social media experience because, you know, I, I mean, we, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to kind of make this, um, it's, it's different, but it's not. This example of, you know, Bob talks about all the time. My boyfriend, Bob, always talks about all these people who say that they don't want to get vaccinated. But, you know, they're so quick to, you know, take something like Ozempic or, you know, eat certain <laughs> kinds of foods that are really unhealthy. But it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to wear a mask or I'm not going to get I'm not going to get a um, vaccine because I don't know what's in it. But they don't know what's in half the other shit, you know, stuff that they're taking to pump up their muscles or whatever it is, whatever supplement is out there. It's like people are just so hypocritical and it is my personal feeling, you know, that a lot of this has to do with racism and there are liberals out there who will, like you said, you know, post and say black women are need to save us or are saving us or whatever. And then, but they've got these deep seated kind of racist, uh, it's a systematic and we, and sometimes you're not even aware of it. And, you know, I mean, I always try to check myself and I ask myself, questions to make sure that I'm not coming from that perspective because a lot of times you know in this particular society we're in you know we hear things over and over and over and over and if you're constantly hearing that uh, you know if like the idea of a black man in a hoodie is a thug and you see a white man in a hoodie and a black man in a hoodie walking down the street if you're constantly hearing that the black man in the hoodie is the dangerous one there might be this thought in your head when you see a black man in a hoodie but if you kind of check yourself and say, okay, wait a minute, 
this is just because of the propaganda that I've been hearing and the racism that I've been hearing. I'm not going to give in to that bullshit argument. And I wish more people would do that because I think a lot of it is stuff that they don't even realize they're going through. That's just my personal opinion. You don't have to comment on it if you don't want to. Oh, but I, I mean, think look, that's where uh, first thing from. really quickly, just to address what you said, Oh, I totally agree with you with the drug stuff. And there are folks out there who will buy illegal substances yeah. from total strangers that they have no clue <laughs> exactly. that those illegal substance that they're purchasing and will snort and smoke and inject <laughs> as much as they can. But when it comes to a vaccine that has gone through a lot of rigorous, yeah. um, you know, testing and gone through the FDA and everything, I, I'm not touching that, but I will get my drugs from the guy, the strange <laughs> yeah. guy on the corner that I have no clue what, you know, where these drugs is coming from. That was probably transported, excuse my language, up someone's rectum right. before it came to exactly. you. It's absolutely insane to me that people do that. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. I have no problems with vaccines. I do know a lot of drugs do have side effects. Yeah. I do believe in some cases the vaccines may have some side effects with yeah. you know a small, very small percentage. I mean, look, you know, when we eat certain things, like you were saying, food that are bad, you could get a bad reaction just from eating food. Yeah. So, of course, you know, there are going to be some people that have a bad reaction with, um, you know, a vaccine or whatever. But to sit there to say, like, vaccines are causing people to just suddenly die and all this other just craziness, it's just, it's, it's nonsense. And then just really quickly what you were stating about, you know, look, they're, they're racist across the board. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're, if you are the left, the right, the center, there's always going to be racist. And yes, there are racists within the Democratic Party. There are racists who are independents. And yes, mm -hmm. there are races who are republicans we all know that mm -hmm. um it's just that it, it's interesting to me how some folks hide it well until they don't hide it and yeah, you know exactly. this situation yeah. was an eye-opener because i'm looking at it like okay yeah we had a security breach and yeah it's it's it, it sucks that we did and if you want to say hey look you know you got to do better and, and all this other stuff totally get it i mean mm -hmm. if you want to throw jabs at us for that that's totally fine but to sit there and celebrate it and, yeah, and, really and you know once again is it because we are minority owned platform right. I think is it so. because of the idea of the platform and what we're trying to accomplish or is it just me and and once again, and if you hate me, then what's the reason why? Because yeah, all yeah. I'm trying to do is provide a platform for folks to be themselves. So, yeah, look, I, you know, we said what we had to say yeah. on that topic, and I just wanted to get it out there um, because this week, you know, we went from really just being devastated, you know, about what happened because, look, I have family members on there. My information is on there. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't want their information out there. I don't want none of our users' information out there. So it sucks that, you know, we have to go through this. Uh, but that then turned to really and truly anger when we started seeing, you know, folks celebrating yeah. this thing. It's yeah. like, it's just gross. You, you know, it's gross. Mm -hmm. And we hear about data breaches. We hear about hacks nearly every single day now. I don't see anyone celebrating that. I don't no. see anyone celebrating, you know, Facebook, you know, just recently, not that long ago, having another. I mean, they had a, a security breach that it was leaked. They didn't even want it. They were just like, yeah, we're not disclosing it to our users. <laughs> the memo was leaked. And, and their reasoning behind 
behind it was, look, this is, you know, life. This is what social media is. It's, you know, it's not if it's going to happen, it's when. So what are we, you know, what are we notifying our users for? That actually, I'm not kidding. Once wow. again, you can easily Google this. This yeah. actually happened. They decided they were not going to notify their millions of users. I forget the, the number, but it was a significant number of users whose information was accessed because they feel like, hey, this is just part of business mm-hmm. now on social media. Um, of course, if we did something like that, that would be terrible. We should be dragged to hell. Exactly, uh, yeah. But we did not. You wow. know, we made that information available within you know a reasonable time within hours um so yeah it seems like there's a double standard here there is but now we have to take a quick break and we will be back after this message hey this is kimberly the host of the podcast you're listening to right now did you know that if you go to patreon.com slash start me up you can check out all the tiers and you can support the show whether it's five dollars a month ten dollars a month two dollars a month totally up to you go to patreon.com slash start me up check out the tiers support the show today thank you so much okay now we're going to talk about the fact that i'm going to be hosting the first ever town hall on spotable because you invited me and i did say i've posted on social media and i've said it on my patrons only show but it's going to be with texas representative jasmine crockett so oh my god i'm so excited (laughs) we are excited we are excited we think it will be a dynamic conversation uh because you, you the two of you are dynamic and you are a great interviewer. Um, we feel that you know, uh, Representative Crockett uh, is very outspoken, yes, to say is. the least, and down to earth. And we do think that it's going to be a great town hall. Um, we launched pods, um, you know, several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, showing demonstrations and stuff. And then, uh, you know, we have officially launched I think it was uh february 1st yeah uh and part of that was to have these type of discussions right where where folks could you know whether they are elected officials or you know industry titans whatever mm-hmm. to come to the platform and engage with the community and uh representative crockett was um you know happy to do so and, and generous with her time to be able to come down and uh, talk to the folks at Spoutable, and they'll, you know, you guys are going to have this conversation, and you know, people will be able to ask uh, her questions, and maybe even you questions. And um, you know, we are excited about it. Yes, and it, so it will be next Thursday on the fifteenth of February at seven p.m. Eastern. So it's pods on Spoutable for all of you who are not aware. It is kind of like Spaces on Twitter. So um, yeah, I'm really excited. I think. I'm really grateful for the opportunity, so of course, thank you. And of course, I've told you thank you, but I'm going to keep telling you to thank you. And I'm so excited to talk to her, and it's so funny because, as I told you yesterday when we had a private conversation, uh, when when you asked me to do this, I was staying with my mom because she had her knee replaced, and you know it was a really difficult time because she's in her 70s, and there was all kinds of issues and stuff that came up along the way. So it was a, a difficult time. Uh, things are much improved now, thankfully. But I mean, you know, it was like, it was a little dark, you know. I was a little right. scared for my mom and worried about her and all this stuff. So anyway, you call me and you ask me. And my mother, A, loves Spoutable and she loves Jasmine Crockett. So I told her, I, I went in and when she woke up and I said, hey, guess what? You know, Spoutable's going to host a town hall. 
with Jasmine Crockett, my mom was like, like her whole face lit up and she goes, oh, and I go, guess who the host is? And when I told her, I can't even describe to you the lighting up of the face that my mother had when I was, you know, I'm the one who's, she was so proud. And I have to say that it felt amazing to see that look on her face. And I mean, she's always supported me and all of that, but it, it just felt really good. So, I mean, that was an experience in and of itself that really made me happy. So I'm, I, you know, and she loves Spoutable. She loves it. So just FYI. And she doesn't give a shit about the breach either. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, well, look, we, we are once again, excited. The, the Look, our community, well, the folks on Spoutable are extremely excited. And I think this is just the beginning um, as we continue to push forward, we're going to try to have you know, these type of discussions yeah. uh, with just, uh, just, you know, a vast um, array of just different people um, just coming in and just talking to the community and, you know, the community being able to, uh, you know, ask questions. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's next uh, Thursday, um, as, as Kimberly stated, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, one hour um you know anyone could come in and join and, and listen to the conversation so yeah yay how exciting yay. yay all right so now we're going to talk about the supreme court i don't i haven't you know obviously oh. be, i've been talking to you it's happening right now um mm-hmm. the scotus arguments i'm just going to read to you and and i i'm not going to be able to pronounce a couple of these words That's but okay. um allison gill had tweeted Uh, quote tweeted herself so she says we're almost there so last year she tweeted my dream scenario from the jump from the jump has been scotus denies and it's cert but it's not certification it's that other word that i don't know how to pronounce certiari or whatever it is anyway circuit denies immunity and lifts stay on the dc trial then scotus denies cert again now this is what i really don't know she says with possible and bank pit stop maybe you know what that means i don't know what that means no (laughs) but but then she ends it with leaving circuit ruling in place and so i'm just wondering i mean i i actually see positives and negatives of no matter what they do right mm-hmm. so how do you like what's your gut on this how do you think this is going to go well okay so there's a couple there well there's two there's two issues here so the first one is uh in terms of immunity um he's not getting that right. there's just knowing world they're going to rule on that uh in his favor on that over there they're going to rule at all on that yeah. um he, he, he cannot no one is immune from he's not going to have immunity mm-hmm. um it just it just legally just does not make sense and i am not an attorney but from what i've read and from what i understand of the law um it's not happening so right. i don't think he's going to get immunity i think that you know he'll be tried now the other thing, um, which is also interesting, and I don't know if you asked me this or not, but I'm just going to throw it in there, is the issue of him uh, getting thrown off the ballot. I was just going to bring um, that up. <laughs> certain states want to throw him off. Right. Now, he, the Supreme Court is now between a rock and a hard place, mm-hmm. and this is why I do find it to be interesting. With abortion, it's aid. You know, the states have the rights, and we're kicking it down to the states to make yeah. the decision on, you know, what they can and can't do with abortion and all this other yeah. stuff. Well, now the states are deciding <laughs> that they don't want Trump on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you, see, you see where I'm going with I this? I do. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see how they rule on that. Hmm. Um, yeah. That, uh, so and, and yeah, that's, so yeah. if if yeah. Hey, look, in terms of the whole immunity thing, I do believe 
and I've said this before, Trump is going to be convicted at some point. I don't yeah. know now, just the way that the calendar is looking, I don't know if it's going to happen before mm-hmm. the election or not. Um, if, if it does, and I've said this before, if it does, the GOP, the longer it takes. So just quickly, look, let's let's just say, you know, he gets convicted, you know, September, mm-hmm. uh, you know, October, something, you know, something like that. The GOP is screwed. Yeah. They're they're absolutely screwed. Yes. They will not be able to find someone to replace them, get their <laughs> names on the ballot. It will have to be right and it will be a freaking total disaster for the GOP, period. Yeah. Uh, his folks are not going to go out and vote because they're going to be upset. They're going to be protesting up and down the ballot. The GOP is screwed. That's the worst case scenario <laughs> for the GOP. For the, yeah. Now, the other, the other thing is, okay, let's say he's not convicted before the election, and let's say it does get pushed to like 2025 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other problem is the ballot issue. Mm-hmm. If the Supreme Court rules, and I don't know if they will or not, I, I don't know, but and if they rule that he uh, can be thrown off the ballot if the state decides to do so, um, he is screwed. The GOP is also yeah. screwed because they're not convinced see several states deciding and some red states deciding that they want to throw him off the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs he needs every single state that he could possibly get. And if he's off the ballot in just, you know, a handful of states, he's he's done. Um, and once again, excuse me, that will also not vote well for the GOP up and down the ballot. So what if what if they decide he can be left on the ballot? What do you see there happening? Right. Well, I, you know, I've stated before, and I and I will stand by this. Um, and it's just not magic, and it's not being able to see into the future. Donald Trump does not stand a chance. Right. And I'm I'm really tired of folks, you know, in the media and pundits pretending like he does. You know, the landscape. Look, I know what the polls say, and the polls have said a lot of things that have ended up being wrong over the last yeah. you know decade or so. Um, look. He has not made inroads with with black folks. He's definitely not made inroads with young folks. Just based on you know the data that we're getting, um, you know, from the voting that's actually happening now, mm-hmm. he's doing terribly with independents, and not just him, uh, Republicans as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you cannot win a, an election with just you know a, a, a slice of white women white males and maybe a little sprinkle of black folks here and there and and, and some uh, latinos yeah here and there that's just not that's not going to work uh yeah, he has to be able to make significant gains from what he did in the previous election mm-hmm. and lastly what everyone continues to forget and this is the part that drives me crazy, and this is this narrative that's been pushed by the media that he's some, you know, electoral juggernaut that anytime he's on the ballot or he's endorsed the people, you know, they're kicking butt. They've lost damn every election, yeah. you know, significant <laughs> election, whether it has been the midterms, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the presidency and all these these uh, house races, special elections, all this stuff since he's been around mm-hmm. they've won one which was 2016 and that was narrowly yes. and ever since then they've been continuously getting their clocks cleaned where where's the juggernaut at <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? so where, where's the guy where's the rainmaker yeah. he's it, it, 
it's a myth. It doesn't exist. And this is all before the stuff that's going to be leaking out and coming out this year. We know as the trials get closer and if there is a trial uh, before the election, all the stuff that's going to be coming out, people are just going to shake their heads and say, you know what, I, I just can't. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, and I think I think that's a really good point because as we saw what happened in New Hampshire and you know in these primaries so far, independents are not happy and they're they're letting everyone know. I mean, there are people that I can't really name because I know them personally. I I think some of these people voted for Trump in 2016, but are just so disgusted by him now. They don't like Biden. Um, they may have problems with Biden, but they are, they're not going to vote or they're just going to write in somebody. So I'm with mm-hmm. you. I'm I'm you know, I'm, I'm not going to say like, don't don't you know, don't get happy. Always say that you, right. we all have to participate and we all have to. This is like an extremely important time in our history. We can't take anything for granted. All of that. That said, though. With, with what you just said, yeah, 100%. I don't think he's going to make it. I, I mean, I'm feeling that in my gut. Now, my fear, or I should say my concern, is pretty much about the Senate because I think we're going to be able to mm-hmm. keep the House. So we're, like, I know that the Republicans have fewer seats that they have to fill um, mm-hmm. than the Democrats, and it's favoring them right now. Uh, and, and then the other two part of this is, okay, so... There's the idea of the 20 uh, of the Senate in 2024, but then we get a second chance providing Biden, you know, wins and we can keep the House in 2026. Perhaps there is a chance that we could get that Democratic majority with the Senate, too, in 2026 if we don't get it in 2024. So what's your feeling about the Senate right now? (laughs) And that's a good question. Um, I've I look, I've always been open with my analysis and I've always been straight up on your show. Um, it's, it's shaky for Democrats just because of, of, of what you have outlined. And I'm going to be quite frank. Um, you know, Democrats really dropped the ball in Texas. Um, you know, people are going to be listening to this and saying that this guy, man, okay, he got lucky a few times, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. And no, (laughs) because of what, no, really and truly, because what's happening with abortion because mm-hmm. what's happening in Texas and because Ted Cruz is a damn nincompoop <laughs> that is just just there. If they had put up a strong candidate, right, yeah. a female candidate mm. against Ted Cruz, they would Democrats more than likely would have won Texas. Wow. Um, no, I look and what I'm about to say, I know some of the folks are going to be like, oh, this guy, uh, you know, have a lot of respect for uh, uh, Colin Albright. I think it's uh, how you pronounce his name, yeah. um, Colin. Um, but I have to say, he's not going to be. It, it just the numbers are not there for him. Hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of different reasons why, and I'm just not going to go into it. Um, but there's a lot of things that I look for in a candidate, and there are a lot of different signals and metrics that I use to be able to determine, you know. How is this race going to, you know, end up? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not looking good for him. Yeah. And the funny thing is, when I had tweeted out that um, Representative Crockett should have ran, mm-hmm. you know, people were just like, "What the heck?" And, and all this other stuff. And who, who the heck is who the heck is she or whatever? Now she's one of the most popular exactly. yeah. <laughs> Democrats right now. And I saw that happening mm-hmm. when I had 
you know, tweeted that out months ago. Um, you know, for you to win, win races, and I think people, and, and I'm sorry, like pundits and folks in, in, in D.C., they're in this bubble and they're mm-hmm. just, they still just don't get it. Donald Trump has changed, you know, he has changed politics. And I hate saying it, and I'm going to go and I'm going to take a shower after saying this. <laughs> for good or bad, he has changed politics. Yeah. And people, when they're voting, they're just not voting on the issues. They're also voting, you know, about personality, mm-hmm. you know, about that, you know, that person. Mm-hmm. Does that person make me feel good? Do I, do I believe that this person is going to do what they say they're going to do? Mm-hmm. Is this person, you know, you know, a superstar? I mean, I hate saying it, but it, it's, it's, it's the truth. It is true. And if you don't have that it, that thing, that it people are just not going to go out and vote for you because they're not going to be inspired to vote for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so candidates have to have that 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 it. And that's another thing that I, I, I look at. There's a candidate, and look, and the it doesn't always get you across the finish line, right. but it helps. It helps. Um, so I do believe Representative Crockett would have would have beat uh, Ted Cruz or at the very least get, had given him a run for his money. Um, so I don't think that Democrats, unless and here's 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 the unless um once again that you know Donald Trump is convicted before the um mm-hmm. before the election hmm. because if that does happen and and I, once again I don't know don't have a crystal ball I don't see how Republicans recover yeah because his voters are not going to vote <laughs> yeah going to vote they've they've shown us this already when he lost in 2020 Right when he lost in 2020, and they had the Senate race in Georgia, they purposely did not vote. That's yeah. how Democrats won on both seats in Georgia. Yeah. So if he's not on the ballot, they're just going to go out and vote. They're they're going to stay home. Mm-hmm. That will affect the Senate race. That definitely will affect the House race. And I do think that Democrats are going to win the House. I I would bet every dime that I have that Democrats are going to win the House. So then, what about okay? So let's say that happens. We get the House. Mm-hmm. Biden wins, but we lose the Senate. I know the numbers are, you know, we don't know exactly what's going on in 20. Uh, I don't know what's going on in 2026, right. but I mean, that would be our last hope that we could keep the house, get that trifecta. And then, you know, uh, Biden in the first two years of his presidency did, did everything so that right. we're all, he, he understood that 2022 might go the way it went. Didn't go as bad as we expected, but still the uh, Republicans took the house. So right. he understood that that was a possibility and he got all that stuff done. Unfortunately, he was unable to get the Voting Rights Act done because of people like Cinema and Manchin. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know, in 2026, uh, whatever happens in 2024, we'll see, you know, it could, it could affect it. But I mean, as far as 2026 is concerned, do you think that would be literally like our last hope for, for getting stuff done like that? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not even counting. Let's let me just say this: it, it's still very early, mm-hmm. and I am not saying that the Senate is is lost by no means necessary. I, I I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just I am just trying to prepare folks that look, there is a possibility that Democrats can't, could lose the mm-hmm. Senate just because, like you said, of the dynamics of the you know the map. Mm-hmm. Um. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, right. I mean, there's a there's a hell of a lot of months left between now yeah. and November, and you know, who knows? I mean, look, this guy, meaning Trump, uh, there's four. What is it? Four different states, if I'm not mistaken. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but he's 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 dealing with 
four yeah it's four different states it's new york new jersey i mean excuse me that's just in new jersey excuse me new york georgia uh florida and then dc mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's four different trials yes Sorry, I just don't think he's going to be able to dodge the bullet on four different um, trials. I just don't believe that. And if the Georgia trial goes through uh, and he's convicted, it's done. If he's convicted anywhere, Mm -hmm. anywhere, he's done. And the GOP is done with him. Um, So I I went and I really honestly would not count the Senate out yet. But I'm just telling folks if he is on the ballot and he does make it to November, that you know the Senate could possibly go uh, to Republicans. So okay, so what about this? Now let's mm-hmm. just say Trump is on the ballot, he gets to stay on the ballot, and he's not convicted. Mm-hmm. How do you think that this border deal that Republicans refuse to pass because they want to make Biden look bad? Do, how much mm-hmm. do you think that's going to affect what happens in the Senate? I mean, I know that uh, obviously it's the House that's not allowing it to go through. But mm-hmm. um, that's just, right. the, you know, I mean, do you think voters will be savvy enough to get the, the, the big picture on this? That OK. And, and once again, I'm going to be honest with your listeners. Voters don't give a shit. <laughs> voters do not. In November, voters are not going to give a crap about the border. Voters don't give a shit about, you know, what we are focusing on and what we think is going to be an, a hot thing. They don't care. Um, the same thing with with uh, Nikki Haley you know, going after Trump and saying those things and people are thinking, oh, man, you know, she's throwing voters don't care about that. Voters know exactly (laughs) who Donald Trump is. They don't care. And what I mean by that, what I mean that, you know, the voters don't care, meaning his voters Mm -hmm. don't care. And the average person, let's say in New York, you know, yes, we hear about how, you know, immigrants and things like that are causing some issues in New York and it's a problem. Um, but at the end of the day, voters are not going into the voting booth and thinking, oh, my God, there's, quote, unquote, too many immigrants in New York. And because of that, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. New York has always been a, a melting pot and there's always been immigrants in New York. Yes, there may be more now, but it's it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't think voters, for the most part, are, are voting for their pocketbook. You know, they're mm-hmm. voting because, you know. Is gas prices higher? Mm-hmm. You know, is my taxes higher? You know, am I paying more for food and all this other stuff? And we do see the economy improving. Mm-hmm. We do see prices going down across the board, and and you know, people are are happier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, it's it, abortion, abortion, abortion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, women's rights. That's going to be big. And I've been saying this yeah. for the last several years now. As soon as, you know. We've learned what the mm-hmm. Supreme Court did regarding abortion. I tweeted out that, um, you know, report or Republicans lost the midterms. That was like a, uh, I don't know, a year before the midterms mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and I was right. Yeah. You know, the only reason why Republicans took control of the House is because Democrats screwed up in New York, mm-hmm. point blank. Yeah, and that's, that's it. Yeah. it. It was New York that gave Republicans the mm-hmm. House, period. If if New York if if Democrats in New York hadn't screwed up with the whole you know you know redistricting and drawing mm-hmm. the lines the map and things like that, um, Democrats would have held the House. They would have gained you know that seat and they which they did in the Senate, and things would have been going great. 
Um, so, you know, I said all that to say this, that the war, you know, unfortunately what's happening in Gaza mm -hmm. uh, is not going to affect the election. Mm -hmm. um, the border is not going to affect the election. Um, abortion and yeah, yeah. the economy Mm -hmm. is what's going to affect the election. And, you know, I just want to throw in there, especially in terms of the Senate, and this is kind of a hopeful thought. I'm not saying this is an absolute, but, you know, I was on Sherry Jacobus' show yesterday, and we were just talking about the polling situation and how mm -hmm. young people aren't, you know, really factoring in because there's all these people who are newly registered, and some of these polls are so outdated, and they don't even have these new phone numbers. And, you know, how many times has my phone, you know, it rings and I don't answer it. One time I decided I'm going to answer and see what happens. And it was a pollster. So, mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of people out there who are not taking calls because it says whatever it says. You know, I, I, you know, I can't even remember what this would didn't say that it was a scam or, or that it was whatever it is that tells you possible spam. Uh, it didn't say that. Um, it just, I think it just said, you know, number I, not identifiable or whatever it was. But still, I think that there are a lot of young people who are extremely motivated and engaged. And they understand that, you know, student loan debts being, you know, they're getting relief from that. The Anybody who uh, has had to pay for insulin, especially if you're younger, is understanding the benefit of the Democrats in office. And so I would assume and hope that that might play into it to a degree with the Senate, that there are all these young people out there that aren't really, you know, chiming in uh, to pollsters or to anybody else. They're just kind of quiet right now and they're watching what's happening and they're upset and I don't know if that's going to make the difference because there are certain key states and there are red states, you know, that maybe need to be flipped in order for us to take the Senate. But I'm hopeful that because, you know, I, I have always said that people usually don't act until they're made to feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Comfortable people just let everything go because they're comfortable. And I mean, I when I was younger, I didn't vote because I was comfortable. I wasn't mm -hmm. paying attention. And what would have made me pay attention was abortion rights. I can tell you right now, I just knew that I could walk into a Planned Parenthood. I could get birth control. I could get an abortion. Not to say that I was, you know, excited about that prospect and didn't ever want to have to do it. But if I ever had to do it, I knew it was available to me. And I'm not saying that because of a moral issue. It's just like, you know, who wants to go through that procedure? Not right. me. Um, but I would gladly go through it if the circumstances called for it in my life, if I had determined that. So I just think there are a lot of people out there who are not being taken into account when we're looking at those polls. I mean, you made that very clear. So did Simon Rosenberg uh, talking about it. And, and Allison Gill was also mm -hmm. talking about that. So there are people out there who kind of have a better understanding of what's happening than these pollsters who, I think there was a poll that came out the other day, and I don't even remember what it was about, but it was an NBC poll. Victor Xi said that the people who were polled were like white men over 50. So it's mm -hmm. like, sure, well, that's what they're thinking today. Maybe they won't think the same thing tomorrow. But what about black people? What about Latino people? What about women? What about young people? Those people weren't even included in this poll that made it look like, you know, uh, I don't know, Trump was favored over Biden for some stupid fucking reason. And it's like, just, God, I see people getting so, they're wringing <laughs> their hands over these polls. And it's like, when are you going to fucking learn? Don't pay attention to these stupid polls. <laughs> it, well, people, people look, it's, 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 once again, it's partially the media's fault. Um, yes. You know, because they're using it and they have no choice because they really don't have anything else to go by. And then folks just get nervous because of what happened in 2016. Yeah. But I'm, I'm 
you know, look, I say it all the time. I am very candid about this. Polls are shit, and they've been shit for a very long time. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, when they show Biden up by a lot, I say it's shit. And when they show Biden down by a lot, I say it's shit. <laughs> polls are shit. Yeah. Period. And folks, and look, it's gonna take it's gonna take time for folks to really just right. say, okay, look, yeah, we see polls are shit. Um, <laughs> in terms of what you were stating, and and look, you know, people not picking up phones, and you know, they're just not capturing the you know the right folks. You know, I always tell people, like, look, data analysis is not as hard as folks really think it is. And one of the things that you can look at is during the, you know, the primaries, you can kind of get an idea where things are going. And it's kind of like the canary in the coal mine. Mm -hmm. And you also look at special elections and look at how Democrats are doing. Are they flipping yeah, seats exactly. or, or, you know, are they keeping the margins really close uh, in places where it's hard to win? Um, you know, looking at how are Democrats doing with independence? These are the things you look at across the board. Democrats are doing well. Yeah. So right now and this whole narrative because i know you want to talk about it but let's let's just slide in right now and talk about it this whole narrative about biden and you know democrats you know they're not really behind him and you know he's not going to do well with democrats and here come dean phillips you know he's what? saying that hey i'm a better <laughs> you know, option and i'm going to give <laughs> uh, biden a run for his money and he's you know he's 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 he's, he's going through cognitive decline yes. and he's seen all this, all this crap he's such a jerk and oh. then the voting started yeah <laughs> and Democrats are telling folks, we don't know who you're polling, but we're behind Biden 100. percent Exactly. You know, there. I mean, Dean Phillips couldn't even when when Biden wasn't even on the ballot. That yeah. you know, Biden cleaned his clock with write-in votes. Yeah. And then, oh my goodness. And then, and then, like a few weeks later. You know, here comes, uh, what was it, South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Biden won Biden. What was it, 90? Oh, God, it was 90-something um, percent that Biden got. I mean, uh, Mary Ellison, uh, my, what's her name, Mary? Um, oh, William, gosh, Marianne uh, the Williamson. Other candidate. Uh, Marianne Williamson. Th thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, she uh, just, um, you know, ended her campaign, suspended her campaign. Yes. But she actually received more votes than uh, Dean. Dina, uh, Dina's full so of shit. I hate that guy. Is, He's such a they need to drop out. Yeah. You know, he needs to, well, she already did. He yeah. needs to drop out. He needs to realize and understand that Democratic, you know, voters are not into him at all. Not at all. Um, you know, he needs to stop saying this is a Democratic conspiracy. At the end of the day, people are voting. Mm -hmm. They're going into the voting booths and they're saying, we don't want you. Yeah. We are, you know, that's it. Um, so, Democrats are behind Biden, and he's he's already proven mm -hmm. that. Now the question becomes, um, you know, when we have this general election, and it comes down to Biden and and, and Trump, you know, who you know, voters when they're going to that, who do they believe, you know, obviously is going to do right by them, um, but also, are they happy with things? the way things are now yeah you know if they feel like okay the country's going in the right direction and if you listen to the polls you, they, you know the polls are telling you no but when you look at the votes the votes are telling you something different mm -hmm. um the question then becomes who can really get the turnout who can get more people to come out and vote for them 
and who's going to stay home? Are black folks going to stay home or are they going to go out and start voting? Right. Um, you know, are young people going to stay home or are they going to go out and they're going to vote, whatever. Um, and I just, I'm not seeing anything that shows me that, you know, um, Biden has lost, you know, significant support from the demographics that got him the win in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. And oh my, Dean Phillips just makes me so angry every time I see his fucking face because he's, <laughs> he's so smug and I don't trust him. And I, you know, it's like, are you are you really delusional or 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 is there something nefarious there? And I, I'm going with delusional. But he's such a jerk. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of Marianne Williamson running for president, but sh- she doesn't like there's this feeling that I have when I see him and it's so negative. I don't mm-hmm. have that negative. I just I just don't like Marianne Williamson for president. I do agree with some of the things that she says outside of her campaigning. You know, I mean, I, 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 I have never really been a follower of hers or anything, but, you know, sometimes she says things and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And I can I can get behind that. But when it comes to politics, I just don't want to have anything to do with her. But she doesn't create this anger that like when I see his face, I get so fucking angry because he's so smug and he's talking to people as if he's resonating with them and, and he's not. He's only resonating with himself. And it's and, and he's such a pompous asshole. <laughs> so and the handful, yes, and the handful of people who did vote for him. Um, look, I, I really don't know what his deal is. I've I've spouted out on Spoutable that he's he's he reminds me of Trump. He's really Trumpian yeah. in the things that he he claims and says, especially the attacks on Biden. Like, I, look, I know you're running against Biden, and you know if you want to go after him on policy and things like that, but the age thing and the cognitive decline. It goes back to what I said earlier. Look, if if the person with the quote unquote cognitive decline is kicking your ass and wiping the floor with you, what does that say about you as a candidate? I mean, that's it. I mean, that, and if it was me, if it were me, and, you know, I was talking all this junk about Biden, and Biden is repeatedly kicking my butt, I would go away. Yeah. Because, you know, I would be embarrassed. Exactly. And I would go away. Yeah, and that's why it's like, is something nefarious going on? Why is he not taking the hint? I mean, you know, I, I'm so rude to him on Twitter because it's like, take the hint, dude. We're not interested in you. No one is interested in you. <laughs> not that I think he's, you know, he did argue with me. It was funny because one night Bob and I were talking and, you know, and I, I had, I was sitting on the couch and, and Bob was in the kitchen. And he was saying something to me. And all of a sudden I saw that Dean Phillips had quote tweeted me because of, I, you know, I went after him and, and Bob looked at me like, you know, aren't you listening to me? And I'm like, I am, but Oh my God, Dean Phillips just responded to me and I have to argue with him. He's like, Oh my God, go. <laughs> 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 I mean, our conversation wasn't important, but it was like, you know, he saw me, he saw my attention get taken away and he's like, Oh, you need to go. You need to go get that guy. But it was just, it's like he, again, I don't feel like I have any power over Dean Phillips. I'm just one voice or whatever, but it's, it's just, it's so maddening because he, you know, and I'm not even worried about him. I'm just disgusted by him. He doesn't worry me at all. And I'm feeling a lot better now about these third party uh, spoiler types because they're dropping out or they're, you know, they're giving up. It's just, it's not working. They're seeing the writing on the wall. He's refusing to see it, but everybody else is, is seeing it. And then the no labels, I think whatever's going to happen with no labels will hurt the Republican party more than Biden. So I, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not that I'm in love with no, no labels, but 
So, yeah, I know there are quite a few folks who said that. Uh, I, I don't subscribe to that. I got to be honest. Uh, I think it's still too early. Um, you don't subscribe to, to what? That. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm on the fence on that one. And but I, I mean, I what? That it'll take votes? Wait, that it'll take votes? that out who said that. But I'm, I'm on the fence on wait, that Wait, 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 wait. I'm that confused. Being, that, you know, are you, wait, said, wait. Are you on the well, fence because you mm-hmm. think that no labels will not, will not or will hurt? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, see, and that's the thing, I'm on a fence because I'm not sure uh, they will or will not hurt uh, Biden, Um, I just, I need more data, and and that's the problem with third-party candidates, is that you don't know how it's going to swing, Uh, and they have been a problem, I, I, I am, I am confident that Jill Stein hurt Hillary Clinton. Yes, she did. So um, am I. I. I am confident about that. I do believe if Jill Stein was not on the ballot, that Hillary Clinton would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, so if an election is close, mm-hmm. um, I do think a third party candidate could hurt. Obviously, one of the uh, one of the, you know whether it's yeah. Trump or uh, Biden, but I'm not convinced it's going to hurt um trump more than it's by i'm not convinced yet i'm okay. on, I'm on and, and look and, and once again i'm on the fence on that one yeah. i just i need to see more data i need okay. to see wh- why people feel this way um but i don't think the election is going to be close and, and mm-hmm. i do think it's going to be a, and look and i'm saying this to folks please vote mm-hmm. do not say oh well you know biden's going to win so i don't know no 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 no, no please vote every vote counts yes that said, the reason why I'm saying this, because I also think the flip side of, oh, you're, we're not going to win and it's doom and gloom, I also think that's a form of voter suppression. Mm-hmm. If people yes. feel like, oh, man, my vote does not matter, mm-hmm. and that if I'm going out and voting and uh, Trump is going to win anyway, well, I'm going to stay home. So okay. if you're telling folks that Trump is by 10 and 15 points and they're going to beat, you know, he's going to beat Biden, mm-hmm. there will be folks that are just going to say, I'm not going to vote yeah. because, you know, it's it's already it's already a done deal. So, you know, I'm telling folks, ignore the polls. Mm-hmm. Polls are shit. Go out and vote. I'm also telling folks the doom and gloom about, you know, Trump being ahead. Here's the reason why that's just not. You know, it's 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 not rooted in reality. Right. It's just it's just not. And if Trump is convicted, I'm I I I'm I'm saying this so people could go back and say, okay, well, Christopher said it first. You're going to see the total collapse of the GOP across the board. It's going to be something to behold. I am saying this now because. They're going to have to try to find someone to replace him. This is the reason why Nikki Haley is staying in the race. Mm-hmm. Folks don't understand. Nikki Haley knows she's not going to be Trump. Yeah. What Nikki Haley is trying to do is gather enough delegates. <laughs> so if he is convicted, well, God forbid if yep. he just has a stroke and dies, God forbid, I do not want that to happen. And I yeah. never, even Trump, never wish that on anyone right. because it can happen to you. Mm-hmm. But God forbid if it did. Mm-hmm. Who are they going to select? So yeah. she could legitimately say, well, I was the second person, you know, I was the second yeah. place person. I had the most delegates pick me. Yeah. But then there are going to be people that are going to be like, no, you know, person of color. <laughs> no, and you're a woman. A we woman. really don't yeah. want you. And they're going to try to put somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to cause a significant rift in the Republican mm-hmm. Party. Because legitimately, she has, you know, she's the second place mm-hmm. person right now. Wow. So she has every reason to be the nominee if something happens to Trump. Wow. 
And they're going to be the people within the party that's going to want to try to push her aside and put somebody else in. And then his people, which I'm telling you now, are not going to vote. They're going to say, you know something, I'm not voting. If he's not on the ballot, I'm not voting. The Republican Party can all go down. You know, we're not going out and vote. And that would be like the best scenario for Democrats. I want him to be convicted so bad now. I want to see that happen. (laughs) I still think that, you know, the numbers are in his, in, in, I'm sorry, meaning his, meaning in uh, Biden's favor yeah. in terms of him being convicted. Yeah. It's uh, the numbers in, ter- in, in, in terms of the odds, uh-huh. they are in Biden's favor in terms of Trump getting convicted before right. November. Okay. Yeah. And I think Nikki Haley's people, they're running the numbers and they're thinking yes. and they're looking and they're thinking, you know, something, <laughs> let's not drop out. Yeah. Let's stay in because at the end of the day, if something happens to Trump, you're going to be the one that's yeah. next up bad. And it, it, yeah, it makes no sense for her to drop out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh my God. So interesting. Okay. So I'm going to have you back on, you know, how, I don't know when, but sometime this year and then i will ask you about no labels then and see what you have to say about it we'll 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 check back on that and see where you stand but um this was a fascinating conversation and i i i mean i totally agree with you and the only reason i would say that i think that no labels would hurt trump or the republicans more only because i think that's who they're going to be trying to i think that's who they're going to be targeting I don't know mm-hmm. that Democrats would be interested, but you know what? We'll wait and see on that because we don't know what they're doing right now exactly. So I'm I'm looking forward to chatting with you about that. And I also want to say, of course, one more time, thank you so much for considering me to interview uh, Representative Crockett. That's just, I'm just so excited. Only slightly nervous because it's going to be live, but that's okay <laughs> because I, I, I'm a talker You'll... and I love her, so. <laughs> well, and thank you, and thank you for inviting me on your show again and of you know, being able to talk about all this stuff. I love talking about we it. always have fun. And, you know, you're, what, you're sea boozy on everything, right? Yeah, I'm I'm sea boozy on Spottable, sea boozy on, you know, the Toxic Place Twitter. Yes. I'm pretty much see boozy everywhere. <laughs> and I'm I'm whatever I decided on that day. Sometimes I'm author Kimberly, sometimes I'm Kimberly Johnson, sometimes I'm Kimberly A. Johnson. So but you can find me because I'm sick and tired of telling everyone all of my handles. Um, <laughs> thanks, Elon. But anyway, Christopher, it's always great talking to you. Thank you so much for your insight. Thank you for the invite and uh, we'll talk soon. Talk soon, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.